Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie, it's you, Jamie. Don't be alarmed, but I think there's a guy following you. Maybe we should get that guard dog we talked about? Nothing too scary, maybe like a Bichon with an attitude? You know, Progressive's collision insurance covers injured dogs and cats at no extra cost, so... Wait, the guy stood up when I stood up. He's on the phone. He's looking right at me. Oh, wait, it's just my reflection. Don't tell anyone about this. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Pet coverage not available in New Hampshire and North Carolina. Well, hello! Happy week 15, I guess it is here. We're coming down the home stretch. Every team but two has only two games remaining. The playoff picture is heating up. Uh, the Jags are now without their head coach. He is out. Um, my man Savage from Pitt is in, in Houston. Lots changed. The AFC South is actually extremely interesting right now. Um, I'm Matt Williamson. This is the Locked On NFL Podcast. You and I talk all the time. Belly up to the bar here. We're going to go over four games. We're going to do the same thing tomorrow. Um, Wednesday will be Power Ranks. Thursday will be Twitter Thursday and Thursday Night Preview. Friday we're picking all the games. We got Christmas knocking on the door here right around the corner. Christmas Eve, they're going to be heavy work days for me, actually. Lots of NFL games, lots of NFL action on Christmas and Christmas Eve this year. Doesn't make the wife super happy, but such is life. We start with last night's game, and I would say this was a really good game, and I was looking forward to it quite a bit. Tampa at Dallas, and it lived up to it. I mean, from an entertainment value, competitiveness value um, the Bucks just keep fighting, and they're a fun team. And the announcers even talked about, like, boy, this feels like a, a college team. You know, just how they approach the game and pregame warm-ups. And Winston's a younger guy, and Evans is young, and they're, the future's bright. And they don't know the people, you know, they don't know that they don't know. And that's great. And they keep fighting. And I like the way they played. But they just had a hard time keeping up. You know, I mean, that uh, Winston got quite hot in the third quarter. This team throws downfield. Um, Winston, I didn't think, was super consistent overall, though. And, you know, Cameron Brake keeps showing up for these guys. you got to love that. Um, but, you know, I love the, how the, the way the Bucks play, but... Uh, maybe this is a big-time learning experience. How I mentioned they're a, a fun, young, enthusiastic team. But too many errors on the road. You know, in, in a big game, a prime-time game against a high-quality opponent. Dallas's defense, to me, has been quite impressive, too. Very steady. You know, just Marinelli steady. You know, a lot of guys the ball, like I said, well-coached. Don't throw a lot at you, but they're not super vanilla either. Sean Lee's obviously the quarterback on that side of the ball. He made a ton of plays as usual. And now they have a new star, this David Irving character. Man, and I gotta say, I didn't know much about him. I've seen him here and there this year. Super productive, not just in this game, but you know, super productive when he's seen the field this year unusually great dimensions. I mean, long arms, big, you know, tall guy, defensive end. He was just wreaking havoc. And 
he had some issues coming out of college. That was part of the reason he wasn't drafted or as well known as you know as, as some other guys or as high as he probably is. His talent is deserving. But man, I mean, you look at. I'm not willing to jump on the, the bandwagon and say this guy's going to save the season. But the if you could have someone emerge from nowhere on a Dallas team, what position would you want it to be at? Defensive end in their 4-3. As an edge rusher, I mean, they don't have consistent pass rush. If this guy gets more and more playing time and plays close to this level, man, that's another feather in the cap of this team to say, boy, I mean, these guys are... <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly what the doctor ordered. Um, I was one of them. I mean, I can't ignore that, the whole Romo talk this past week. Basically, because I think Tony Romo's still a very, very good player and probably even a better player than Dak Prescott. But he squashed that. Prescott was fantastic in this game. I mean, rarely did the ball hit the ground. I mean, he was extremely accurate, very precise, rarely at incompletions. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott was as good as ever. Uh, I loved when they would, you know, pan up and show Emmett in the box and just some of the faces he'd make after Zeke runs. Uh, man, I mean, he's going to put up a lot of yardage in Big D. One question, though, is where was Dez? You know, I mean, I, I think this Tampa Bay secondary is better than people realize. But for this team to really be elite, I mean, to be a Super Bowl-type team, more is going to be needed from Des Bryant, I think. And, you know, it's certainly possible. I'm not saying that can't happen. It probably will. Uh, but he does look a little more sluggish, less explosive than he has, what I'm hesitant to say, back in his prime. I wonder if his prime has passed him by. If it has, and, you know, that, then all of a sudden wide receiver kind of becomes a bigger need than you thought because Witten's going to be moving on. Beasley's not a one. Terrence Williams is a free agent. But it's not time to talk offseason at all with with Dallas. I mean, the, the time is now. They're a very good team. I'm very intrigued with David Irving. And Dak was a, really impressive in this one. Fall has arrived at JCPenney, the perfect time to refresh your home. From now until Sunday, get up to 50% off select comforter sets, furniture, and the most comfortable mattresses from top brands like Tempur-Pedic, Sealy, Beautyrest, and more. And save 50 to 60% on select sheet sets, plus an extra 15% with your coupon on select home items. Hurry and soon. That's getting your pennies worth. JCPenney. Coupon valid 928-109 on select home items, furniture, and mattresses. Prices valid 928-101. Selections vary by store while supplies last. Fitting on regular and original prices. Intermediate markdowns may have been taken. Some exclusions apply. See store or jcp.com for details. Steelers go to Cincy in, and they get the win. For the most part, it's, to me, it was an impressive performance against a team, and I don't talk about these things a lot, but certainly seemed the more intense, involved, enthusiastic, into the game, at the top of their game than Pittsburgh was for the first half at least. You know, maybe the first 20 minutes, first half. They were Cincinnati was clearly the better team. Um, Pittsburgh continually, you know, settled for field goals, which you know it, it didn't kill them, and in the end, it didn't matter. Um, to it, they're probably their best defensive player. To it or Shazier, although Harrison's still really good, was lost very very early in this game, and I just felt like Cincinnati was playing with a lot more intensity, like we talked about before. Was this going to be their Super Bowl or? 
Were they going to kind of roll over and not care about it? Well, I think they treated it like it was their Super Bowl. Like, let's try to knock off a division-hated rival. Um, and I thought Dalton played really well. I thought he he bought a lot of time really well, often rolling to his right. Um, the Steelers almost got to him quite a bit. And, and that all also made me think, boy, Steelers pass rushes for real. You know, that, that, that wasn't an aberration these last four weeks. They do rush the passer well. A lot of it's blitz-oriented, but still... Uh, Dalton did a really good job of extending those plays, not getting dragged to the ground. And for the majority, or a, a big portion of the first half, the Bengals kind of moved the ball at will. You know, just consistently ground or the air, um, just consistently picking up chunks of yardage, play after play after play. And the second half was a different story, though. That Cincinnati imploded in some ways. On defense, you know, the, the penalties, some of the over-aggressiveness, and um, I don't even know how to explain it, but just undisciplined behavior overall that's plagued this team, especially against Pittsburgh, especially in big games, showed up more and more. There was a stretch there. I think they had five penalties in a row on defense. I mean, Pittsburgh didn't have to do anything to move the ball and pick up big you know, chunks of yards since he's just killing himself. And then the offense kind of went away too. I mean, 38 yards in the second half for Cincinnati. And I kind of felt like Pittsburgh didn't come out flat, but they certainly didn't come out nearly as enthusiastic or as intense as the Bengals. But the longer you play, and I often equate this to basketball, you know, the, the team with the more talent eventually can just take over and realizing that this was a very crucial game for them. But sometimes in basketball, like North Carolina, some stud team that gets all the big time recruits is playing a mediocre team. And the first half it's close and these guys are hitting shots and things are going right. And then you realize they don't have the depth and they don't have the six man off the bench, let alone the eighth man off the bench that North Carolina can bring and just keeps wearing you down and wearing you down. And kind of had that feel with this one with Pittsburgh is just the the better team can bring it all day long. 60-minute team. Uh, and, you know, Le'Veon Bell didn't blow the scoreboard up like he often does. Um, you know, his highlights weren't as remarkable, but he ended up with still well over 100 yards. You know, it, it just, you keep leaning on him, keep leaning on him. The offensive line's quite impressive. Shazier's all over the field. Uh, the Steelers are pretty darn good right now, and they play Baltimore on Christmas. And I'm pretty sure, and we'll go. Maybe we'll go over playoff scenarios tomorrow too. They'll be they'll be a little clearer tomorrow after the Monday Nighter, and I'll, everyone will have them all laid out. But I think if Baltimore wins the next two in Pittsburgh, um, and then finishing out in Week 17, I think that's against the Bengals. They win the division. The Steelers control their fate, though. I mean, basically, if they beat the the, the Ravens on Christmas, uh, they're basically in. They have the Browns in Week 17. Things would be crazy for them not to get in. But the Steelers are playing quite well. I mean, besides New England, I think they're playing the best in the AFC right now. Cincinnati, uh, uh, we'll talk about offseason moves and stuff coming up, but I think they need a lot. But they did come out in this one really strong. Give them credit. Um, but not enough. So I guess we'll talk about the the birdies. <laughs> kind of a crazy game, you know, that uh, 
the Ravens end up getting a win. And trust me, people around here in Pittsburgh are like, why on earth would the Eagles go for for two at the end of the game instead of sending it to overtime? Well, hey, why not? <laughs> you know, I mean, uh, the Eagles aren't going anywhere. They're a young team. Um, rough weather conditions. Let's try for two here. If you get it, you run home and everybody's happy and you get out of a, a tough situation with a win. They didn't, but at least, hey, as a coach, you err on the side of aggression in a situation like that. The show these guys going forward, you are a gutsy guy, and you know, let's go for it. And I'm sure the players wanted to at the time, too. So I have no problem with that call at all. Um, but in a way, it was kind of a gift for the Ravens, you know, because easily they could have kicked the extra point and saw what happened in overtime. I mean, um, but rough game. For Wentz, uh, I didn't think he played very well at all. And was you know you, you look at the advanced stats and things, he was really terrible under pressure. Only threw for 43 yards in the first half. But we have to admit, I mean, wind and weather was a huge factor in this game for both quarterbacks. You know, for both quarterbacks. So you would think, you know, just telling you that, like, boy, Wentz really had a, a tough game, had a rookie day. Neither quarterback could throw in Baltimore. Only threw for 43 yards in the first half. So what, the Ravens won by 20, right? Well, no. And this is a little odd, and I'm excited to watch the, the coaches' tape on it. But the Eagles ran the ball for 169 yards in this game. You know, their offensive line did a really good job. Um, Matthews had a highly productive day and showed that he is a talent still, you know, I mean, against a highly touted, great run defense. Um, Zach Ertz is pretty much, just, you know, uh, become the clear number one option in this passing game. And, and it's a controlled passing game, obviously. But man, these receivers for the Eagles and Wentz are useless. I mean, they are useless. There's no doubt that they have to upgrade in a big way this offseason, maybe adding two starter caliber receivers, either through free agency or the draft. Um, but they do have this Ertz-Wentz connection going pretty well. Uh, they could use a running back too. But um, Eagles defense, I thought, played pretty well too. You know, that Cox and Graham in particular kept showing up over and over. They're making plays. They're being disruptive. Uh, I mentioned the the weather. Flacco did very little, especially downfield. And as strong as arm as he had, I think a lot of that was weather-related. Um, but he handled pressure, particularly the blitz, a lot better than Wentz, like you would expect a veteran to. Um, but the offensive line, I kind of feel like, was the thing to talk about here. And the running game, that Yanda is back to being a dominant guard. And the Ravens have a find in Ronnie Stanley, the left tackle. You know, he, I've sort of said this from the beginning because I thought he was impressive from day one, preseason, you know, early, early in the season, that he has the look of maybe not being a pro bowler, you know, over and over, but being a guy that's going to be a top 10 left tackle for years and years, assuming health, you know, treats him okay stays in Baltimore and just protects Flacco's blind side for the next generation at a high level as a top 10 left tackle. And that's a great pickup. I mean, <laughs> you know how many teams would kill for somebody like that? But he's also quite good in the running game. Uh, Terrence West averaged, both these teams ran really well, which is sort of surprising. Terrence West averaged 7.2 yards a carry and racked up 122 total yards. And he's a good player. I mean, he, he absolutely is. 
But I still think Kenneth Dixon's more impressive. You know, he's a better receiver. He had a driver, too, where he just kind of put the offense on his back, and he's elusive, he's quicker. That's a fine one-two punch. And I know West put up the better fantasy numbers for you and all that, but I think Dixon's the more valuable player of the two going forward. So, like I said, the Ravens go to Pittsburgh on Christmas Day. Hopefully all of us will be watching. I certainly will be. My whole family will be here, and some of them, like I said, the, the wife isn't thrilled about that, but we're going to have people here at Christmas watching a big game. Lots of Steeler fans, of course. Um, but Baltimore should play them really tough, and the Ravens do some good things. I'm curious, for sure, um, you know, uncharacteristically, the Ravens ran the ball really well, and they didn't stop the run really well. So is that a fluke or what? We shall see. I will get back to you on that for sure. Fall has arrived at JCPenney, the perfect time to refresh your home. From now until Sunday, get up to 50% off select comforter sets, furniture, and the most comfortable mattresses from top brands like Tempur-Pedic, Sealy, Beautyrest, and more. And save 50 to 60% on select sheet sets, plus an extra 15% with your coupon on select home items. Hurry and soon. That's getting your pennies worth. JCPenney. Coupon valid 928-109 on select home items, furniture, and mattresses. Prices valid 928-101. Selections vary by store while supplies last. Savings on regular and original prices. Intermediate markdowns may have been taken. Some exclusions apply. See store or jcp.com for details. Another team that runs the ball very well, and I'm kind of in their corner. I'm rooting for them, and now the even more competitive AFC South is Tennessee Titans, who uh, Andy Reid ices the kicker. The kick doesn't go in, so then gets another chance, kicks it, goes through. Everyone wants to blame Andy Reid for being an idiot. I think that's crazy. I think icing the kicker in general is sort of dumb, but I'm not going to blame a coach with a timeout in his pocket to do it at, you know, one second left in the game. Didn't work out. Doesn't mean he doesn't know what he's doing. Um, Kansas City jumped all over the Titans. You know, and you would think that's... There was 14 nothing before you knew it. And you would think that that's the worst recipe ever for Tennessee is we got to get away from our run. You know, we can't... We, we, we're not a come-from-behind type of offense. Our defense is very average. The Chiefs have a lot going for them. Um... But they just kept chipping away, you know. And, again, I think the future is very bright. I thought Mariota was pretty good in this game and got better and better and better as the game went on. Was a stud in the fourth quarter. The big-time comeback. He has that real even-keel demeanor. You know, the... um, I don't want to, like, stereotype him, but almost, you know, you, you know he's Hawaiian and from the islands and you know, laid back, and I, I think that's such an advantage almost, just the way he carries himself. You never see him too high, too low, uh, really just calm and cool, and I think he knows deep down and has great inner confidence and strength. Love this guy. I think he's going to be a total star in the league. Um, but uh, Chiefs never scored in the second half of this game. You know, their offense sort of just faded away, and you would think you'd be able to pick on that secondary, and the Chiefs did not play well. And Alex Smith had a, a bad interception, and from that point on, well, Kansas City won the turnover. Let's go back to this. Let's kind of lump this together. Kansas City won the turnover battle by a three to one margin. With if I told you, kind of like the other games I talked about, that Kansas City was up fourteen nothing, they won the turnover battle three to one. You would think they won this game by three touchdowns, but no. And Smith threw a very bad, back-breaking type interception. 
in the end zone, throwing it at Jeremy Macklin. And from that point on, the offense did zero, did nothing after. Uh, I thought Ware had a very strong game, and I thought his offensive line pretty much controlled the action early. I really like the way Ware is running. You have to mention Tyreek Hill. I mean, he's so important now in this offense. He's Yes, he's sort of a gimmicky guy, but he's not... The usage of him isn't gimmicky. I mean, it's consistent usage of him. He's faster than everybody on the field. He might be the fastest player with the ball in his hands in the league. You can hand it to him. You can dump it to him. Reverses. He keeps everybody honest. He's a big-time weapon. Um, Richard Matthews for the Titans, though, he keeps making big plays every week, too. He's been an underrated uh, free agent addition. It's been quite good. I mean, I, I think he's been a really nice pickup for them. I still think they could use a number one receiver at some point, but I don't think it's a must. I think you could live with these pass catchers next year if you use your immense resources to really just crush your defense. But I, I, adding a number one receiver would be giant for these guys. I'm hoping we see Tennessee in the postseason. Although I'm a little intrigued with Savage and Houston. Um, I'm also intrigued with, boy, the Colts just blew the doors off the Vikings. I mean, that might have been the most surprising thing that happened all weekend. I mean, not competitive. But we kind of seem to say that every week about the Colts. Not that. It's like every week we're, oh, wow, they look really good. Maybe they're back in it. And then next week's like, oh, there's no chance. But anyways, we're not talking about the Colts here. Um, what else do I got here? Oh, Titans offensive tackles. And I talk about them a lot. Lawan and Conklin. Uh, I mentioned Stanley earlier. I like Tunsil a lot, too. There's a couple of good young offensive linemen coming out that came out of this draft class. I thought they stood out and really protected the edge well against dominant edge pass rushers. I mean, that's not an easy chore in Kansas City uh, against the Chiefs' edge pass rushers. You know, that that's no joke. And I thought those guys, those younger dudes on the, on the edges, really protected well and held their own, opened holes. You know, Henry scored two touchdowns. Murray was obviously the foundation of the, of the offense as well. There's a lot of good things going on with this Titans team, big picture. They get the Jags next week, which you would think they'll blow their doors off. But Jacksonville was competitive this past week, but, I mean, their coach just got fired. Uh, and then they play Houston for to finish out the, in Week 17. And the big thing the Texans have going for them and the big thing the Titans do not have going for them that needs to change next year is one team wins in the division and the other team doesn't. And that's obviously huge with tiebreakers and all those things. Uh, that the, they do not have the Titans. The Titans do not have them going have that going for them. But they win the next two. I think they're in. And again, we'll verify all these things tomorrow. I'm pretty sure that if the Tennessee wins the next two, they're in. So, all right, guys, that's gonna do it. Uh, check out the rest of the Locked On. Uh, network check out your favorite teams check out your upcoming opponent um only two more games left until the playoffs it's bonkers i'm pretty excited about it good stuff drop me a line on twitter at williamson nfl be well take care